This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, man? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Hi. What's up, guys? Happy Friday. It is the latest edition of the Bostonian versus the book. My name is Matt Peralt alongside Dave Sherapin here on the Props YouTube channel. Podcast to come after the show is over. We are live, live, live. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you may are in this great world of ours. The live chat is popping today, Jay, today, Dave. Oh, Jay, Dave, my brain's fried already. What's up? How are you? You're you're a mess. Are you all right to do the show right now? I mean, I don't know. I mean, probably not. I, this is this is crazy. You're never like this. I, I I get on to get set up, and you're like, hold on. You didn't even say hello. And then I said, <laughs> nope. how's it going? Nothing. I got three calls, six this. I've been running around. I said, we got three minutes till the show starts. I'm just sat yeah. back and said, okay, you get it together. So now we got people waiting. Thank you again for waiting. Um, you know, males, females. Vampires, maybe people drinking the blood. I don't know. We didn't drink it. We ain't drinking no blood. Talked about that yesterday. So get it together. We got to do a show. It's Friday. There's a lot of stuff uh, going on. Bama Mafia would like it be known for the daily, ju- the uh, the the daily. You did it again yeah, with the juice. Again. Yes, I did again. That's <laughs> the night yesterday. show. The Bostonian versus the book Sorry. is the day show. Yeah, I yeah, let yeah, it yeah. go earlier Anyways. in the week. I can't let it go this time. <laughs> Good, thank you. Uh, he said you'd like everyone for the Bostonian versus the book audience to know that before the show, I'd like everyone to know to go on record that he would drink Megan blood, Megan Fox's blood, bath water, anything else that she requested. <laughs> So there you go. <laughs> Ask him if he would drink the Coors Light. He don't like Coors Light. I don't really? know if, she, if yeah, if she told him to drink the Coors Light. I don't think he is he a it. banquet guy. Is he like watching too much Cobra Kai and he just just Coors banquet beers all over Cobra Kai? Is he a big Coors banquet beer? No, drinker? he's still recovering from the Bama game the other night. He's uh, really not right. He's you know you know you live there. I mean, he's yep. people. Although he he knew before, he said this ain't our best team, and you know they're beat up and blah. So he knew, but he's still not right. Like it's Friday, no, and these right. people are just all couched it. Pass. Yeah, every Bama fan couched it. Oh no 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 mid no Mechie. Oh you know you know hey hey Georgia got us you know every excuse in the book. Yep, but you know it stinks. I've not heard from my Bama people. FYI, really They've gone in hiding. Really. <laughs> underground no tip of the cap no good call matt no no hey nice job way to be on the right side none of that zero recognition zero acknowledgement of being on the wrong side oh yeah have you heard from anybody from buffalo recently after yesterday uh not really as i told you the butts are so puckered so tightly they can't speak So they, they just they, they have a hard time getting oxygen in in because they're gripping so tightly. So they're just so concerned. So no, they, they Buffalo is not talking because they know not to talk. That's one thing I'll give them credit for. They'd rather jump off uh, you know off a car into a table, but they just they know not to talk. So it, 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 they know they should win, but if they don't, 
what do you do if you don't? You what got to do. You get in your weather forecast that you want to. It don't look like it's going to be better. It looks like it's going to be worse. Yep. Wind, wind, wind. Let's go wind. <laughs> get me, get me the wind. The more winds, the better. All right. So we've got three topics to get to, and then we're going to go through every game. Oh Side, boy. Okay. Total props. Okay. okay. So we're going to go through all games. Got six games overall, but five. We'll save Monday for Monday's show, obviously. So we'll yeah, do, yeah, we'll yeah. Go to Cardinals Rams, but we'll do the five shows, two, five games, two on Saturday, three on Sunday. Uh, but let's start with this. Memphis wins 11 in a row last night. Yes, they, they did. The Timberwolves. They mm-hmm. cover for their ninth game in a row. Mm-hmm. And here come the professionals. Number is going down. Yeah. Was yeah. three. Now it's two. They yeah. bet against Memphis last night. They're taking Dallas today. Is oh, this yeah. just a straight? We think the streak's going to end at some point, or do they know something about Dallas going to Memphis? Can I say the word on here? Yeah. Can I say nobody knows shit? Am I allowed yes. to say that? Yes. Okay. Good. They don't know it either. I watched these people bet the Browns every week when the Browns went 0-16. They kept coming in and saying, there's value on this team. I'm betting it. And I go, what are you doing? Like, you got to give up at some point. They're not going to give up. They're going to bet against Memphis until they lose. And then they're probably going to go all over gaming Twitter and tell you, I had the right side. I knew this was the day it was going to end. They don't tell you that they bet them already five times. Watch the number history of the Grizzlies games. When they've been getting points, they've been betting on them. But when they've been laying points, they've been betting against them. Right. Sometimes, I mean, these streaks, you got to bet with them. And are you watching the games? This team is electric. I do a show with another guy, Kevin Walsh, every day. He says this, this team has juice or this game has juice. They have it. They have whatever you want in a team right now. They have. They're laying a shorter number than last night. Like the number last night was four, and it went down to three and a half and three. But they were trailing at halftime. They were trailing into the third quarter. They took over the game in the fourth and covered the original number and a couple. So we had the reverse line movement. We got the worst CLV, but we got to the window. Yep. The same thing's happening tonight. It's going to end. Right. Tonight, Dallas, Dallas could go on a road and beat them. They could, and they may catch him off the back-to-back. And this was one of my biggest, hardest things in the book to value the back-to-back. That was one of my things that I was constantly working on. And how it's there's no uniform thing, just like home field advantage in football. It ain't three for everybody. It may be nothing. It may be one or two or three. It varies. Same with the back-to-backs. Memphis is a young team, and they pass the ball. It's a joy to watch them play. Jaw is phenomenal. Unbelievable. MVP I, candidate? Oh, I think the discussion has already begun. I, I'm watching this number every day. It was it was 50 to 1 a week ago. Went down to 45 and 40. Last night when I was doing the shows, it was 35. And now it's 30 in places. So I think he's in a discussion. What if Memphis keeps winning and they get like the two seed? I don't know if they can catch. Although I don't know what's wrong with Golden State. I mean, they may. They, I don't know if they can catch Golden State or Phoenix the way those teams are playing. But, man, I think he's in the argument. And this most improved player award, that's a market. That's a token award to the guy that can't give the MVP. He's minus, He was minus 110 two days ago. He's minus 150 this morning. And that's a good bet because I think if he don't get the MVP, he's going to get that. He's the most athletic point guard in the league. He 
maybe the most explosive guard in the league. And people even on the live chat are saying he's the best point guard overall in the league. I don't know if I'd go that far, but he's in the conversation right now. Of course, SoCal DGen has a stat for you guys when it comes to the Grizzlies. Grizzlies are seven and 14 ATS as home favorites versus the Mavericks head to head going back to 2005. I don't care about those. Those don't care. Yeah, I don't matter. I don't care. No matter. Different team. Different team, entire different season, different team. Like I go season by season in particular with basketball, like football. You might be able to say like when this team goes on the road to that team, they always struggle like the Patriots to Miami every year. They always struggle. You can kind of use that, but in basketball injuries, players, COVID coaching, motivation, home crowd, Friday night, rock and atmosphere in Memphis. I mean, nah. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I, I, you know, I'm not to tip my hand on better to book it, but I'm not worried. <laughs> Have the Patriots ever played the Dolphins at the beginning of the season in Miami? Why is that yes. game always at the end? It feels like it's always at the end of the season. Well, they always, I mean, the NFL switched the schedule. So you play your divisional rivals early and late, right? So it's just a matter of when the game falls. So normally the Patriots the game in Miami play. is like always in the last two weeks of the season. It's all because it's yeah, always been Miami, weird, but sometimes it's in new England because it's such a difficult situation. A lot of times what people in new England feel like the league recognizes that the dolphins do not want to play Foxborough in December. They feel like it's a monster disadvantage. So like the Patriots say, well then us playing in September is a monster disadvantage because it's hot as hell. So we're playing in muggy temperatures. We're not accustomed to playing in 90 degrees and 90% humidity. So like both teams have their home field advantages when it's done in September in Miami or sorry, in Foxborough and then in Miami, it flips. So it's fair for both sides. If you play in Miami late in, in, in Foxborough early, I prefer it the way you're talking about. I prefer Patriots playing in Miami early and in Foxborough late. Yeah, It just doesn't seem like they get that. They they get that flip very often. I don't remember. I mean, I remember when I was younger, like when Dan Marino and stuff, like they played cold games in New England yep. late. Yep. yep. But in recent history, like that trend is just it, it always falls late in the season. And it feels like they're going down there either yep. with a position clinched and weird things happen and crazy stuff. So those trends, you're right. I think I mean, you are you, it's it's interesting to to talk about, but I don't think you can make betting decisions very often based on that stuff this year memphis lost to dallas 96 104 96 on december the 8th as one and a half point home favorites yep not during the streak i look i get why the pros are betting on dallas tonight i yes. understand it. it's why the number's coming down i totally get it for sure i'm betting the streak <laughs> i'm riding That's i'm it. riding i'm riding this team. we're already up we've been talking yeah. about it for a couple of games i mean you're, you're gonna bet against it now you but just bet it until it loses yeah All right. So this is a wild story. So Brian Flores gets fired as the head coach of the Dolphins. Everybody's like, damn, why? This seems odd. This guy, you know, first coach ever to have a seven game winning streak during the season and get fired. Now he was one in seven to start, but he had a hell of a run. He could have made the playoffs. He had a shot at coming all the way back after that horrific start. But now it's being leaked out, which I think it's probably coming out from the Miami side, the ownership side, trying to make it look better for why they fired the guy. But do you believe that Brian Flores looked at Tua and said, if I knew you'd play this badly, I would have drafted Mac Jones? Damn, that's cold. (laughs) I mean, but like, you know, you say stuff 
sometimes off the cuff as a coach to a player to motivate him and to sometimes just to jag him a little bit. And a player can, if you have that type of relationship, I'm like, I do it with the kids all the time. I tell this one, you know, boy, it's a good thing. You know, you're my daughter because, you you know, you you can't hit. I can't put you in the lineup. Like, you may have said it in passing, but, I mean, if he told him and he told him in front of other people, I mean, that's his quarterback. You got to have a good relationship with the quarterback. So, But he picked Mac for a reason. That's why I think you're on to the point because he could have said anything. He could have said, I, I should have picked Justin Fields, right? He was on the board when the Dolphins were picking. He said Mac Jones. Because Mac Jones was the backup quarterback at Bama behind Tua, <laughs> who won oh, the championship behind Tua. Oh. So he picked he picked the dude that Tua had to beat out. And some people thought that Mac Jones should have played in Tua's last year when he got hurt. There are mm. people clamoring in Alabama saying, you know, what about Mac Jones? Because Mac, that's when he played. Remember Tua busted his hip and yeah. Mac came in and played. And everyone was like, this kid can play. Jalen Hurts did, right? That's what Jalen Hurts sat on the bench and he came in. That was the Hurts here. You're right. That was Jalen Hurts. When did Mac yeah. play? Because then Mac was behind that. And then Mac played a little bit when Tua came back or whatever, but then Tua left. Tua graduated. It was a year right. ahead of him. Okay. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. No, 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 I knew that. I knew there was there was some conversation yeah. between Mac Jones and Tua as to who was playing. And Bama fans saw Mac Jones, and some of them were like, wait a minute. <laughs> right. This guy be playing versus over Tua. Right. And so that's I think, I think it was a motivational thing. I don't think yeah. it was an insult thing. I, I think because he so chose either. he chose that player on purpose. So this is why I think it's character assassination from the Dolphins and Stephen Ross because they're getting of roasted course. for firing for firing Brian Flores. So they got to find some of the dirt and the garbage to roll out. So like the headline, Tua was told by Flores he should have drafted Mac Jones. It hurts Brian Flores until you actually think about, well, why did he use that quarterback? Why was it that guy that was brought up? If you watch the way the Dolphins play and what happened just this season, let alone last season, you fire Flores, that's on you. And there's that's spin control. This is that that's all this is. I don't know where this story came from. Ask Tua. If you want to know, ask Tua True. if there's a problem. Like or if there was a problem. He backed Tua to the end. I mean, too much, my mind, probably to his detriment. I mean, there were times when it was like he should have probably said, listen, you know, T, I got to sit you down. We got we owe it to the team. This guy's playing better and and I can trust him right now. I can't trust you to make that throw or or to to make that decision right now. I don't mean that I'm benching you forever, but I need to win this game. We need to win these last two games and get in the playoffs. I'm going to go with him. And if he's you know, not doing it. I'm going to bring you in. You got to come in and be a teammate. I mean, I don't, you got to have those discussions sometimes, even with the best players. Now, when a guy has earned it, you know, I mean, like you can't ever have a discussion with guys that are hall of fame, future hall of famers and have established five year starters and have been to the playoffs, but a young guy like that, you got to have that discussion. And this, this is definitely, they can't figure out a lot of people are asking, why did this guy get fired? Like, that's the question being asked. Why did Flores get fired? Now you got to have, I mean, who's next? What did you fire him for? Like, you better come in with a big name and a big established guy. Otherwise, it's going to look like egg on your face and it's going to look like, man, they're doing it again. Like, you build up. I don't think they have a plan. I really don't. I think it's just they wanted him out. Because, I I mean, 
the law, the logical hire is Jim Harbaugh. But then Stephen Ross, who's a Michigan guy, said, I'm not the one that's going to take away Michigan's head coach. Get somebody else to do that. So that was like, oh, so it's not Jim Harbaugh. Because that was that that was the quick Well, he don't want to be blamed for that. Yeah. He's he gonna he'll, he'll get Jim Harbaugh, but oh, he'll yeah. get, you know, the guy behind the guy will give the guy the guy the thing, and then they'll all of a sudden they'll be having a press conference and Harbaugh's the, the coach of the Dolphins. That's the way that's gonna go. He don't like want to be blamed years. for the Michigan one. Yeah. Right. In like three years. I mean, he'll come back to the NFL. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. You I mean, think, it's I don't know if he will. If Michigan gives him the money, he's staying at Michigan. I what do you need the aggravation for? It's leverage. The, the whole the whole Harbaugh conversation is all leverage about getting more money out of Michigan, holding him over a barrel. And like, if I leave right now, you're screwed. <laughs> Recruiting yeah. everything. So right. like that's it's just a leverage play. I, I think he's sticking. I don't think is Flores going. going to Houston? It seems well, like the perfect fit, like because they fire Collie, right? Like yeah. What do you see that? I mean, because you tweeted that. I was like, it yeah. makes perfect sense, right? Tell everybody it's a, why. It's a Patriot. It, it's They're hiring a Patriot person because Littlefinger has his little finger in everything. And Jack Easterby is as toxic of a figure I have ever seen in the NFL. I mean, this dude. And who is he? So, David. So, no. No, Jack Easterby was the Patriots team chaplain and team uh, life coach. He has been able to swindle millionaires into believing that he knows what the hell he's talking about all the way to the point where he was the interim general manager for the Houston Texans after they fired Bill O'Brien. This is the guy who has investigated players like DeAndre Hopkins, who had children with multiple women. Jack Easterby didn't like that sent private investigators around to follow DeAndre Hopkins and told the team to trade DeAndre Hopkins. He's a bad person. He should not be here in Houston. He should not be representing us. So one of the best wideouts in the, in, in the game goes to the Cardinals because of his off the field stuff because Jack Easterby did not like it. Jack Easterby has created an environment where people thought he might be named the head coach by ownership because he's just poisoned the mind of ownership so much. So now you have Nick Casario. Is he a football guy? No. No. This he's a religious a, guy. Keep going. Okay. Okay. So he's a religious guy who has been around football. He's a life coach guy. Okay. So he's a preacher. He's a public speaker. He's a motivational speaker. This is what he, but he believes he can judge character and judge football. It's like Jerry Jones, if Jerry Jones didn't have money. So Whoa. this guy now has been able to because he's the dude that got the Texans in trouble with Nick Casario because he went to the Patriots Super Bowl party and tried to hire Nick Casario at that party at Robert Kraft's house. And the <laughs> Patriots were furious that he decided to try to do that. So that's why they blocked Nick Casario from going to the Texans for a full for a full season because they could by league rules because this clown goes to the Robert Kraft ring ceremony in his house. And he's like kibitzing in the corner with Nick Casario saying, you can come to Texas. You come to Houston. We'll hire you. So well, this guy year, sounds like he got, no, he got the biggest, uh, you know, set of, you know, what's I mean, in oh, the world. Well, he don't care about nothing. Nope. And, he went and to the, the owner's house. He went to Kraft's house and tried to hire a guy away. Right after there. leaving, after leaving the Patriots. Yeah. In, in, in front of Belichick in front of everybody else. Nice. I mean, it's insane. So now, we have this opportunity for a Patriot connection, Nick Casario, Patriot, longtime personnel leader, GM, whatever you want to call the title, director of football operations. I think it was the official title with the Patriots, but he's the GM now with the Texans. So it's either going to be Josh McDaniels or it's going to be Brian Flores. 
So I would think Flores is an easier hire because Josh can be picky. Josh didn't work in Houston. Obviously he's been sitting behind the Patriots behind Belichick with the Patriots. And there's a decent shot that when Denver. Belichick he leaves, went to Denver. what did I say? Houston? Houston. Sorry. He went to Denver. Yes. Broncos. Sorry. Just Failed. before Failed. somebody puts it in the chat or tweets. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Correct. Thank you. Cause so, so he, he, he goes there. So Mike says he sounds like a snake oil salesman. He's the definition of a snake oil salesman. I mean, Jack Easterby is a, I've never seen it in the NFL in my entire life. Wow. No one should know who this guy is, but he is a constant topic in Houston sports talk radio. I mean, everyone knows who this guy is and what he is doing and how he's approached things the way, I mean, there's reports about like meetings, clandestine stops, like in weird spots with the ownership group, trying to convince them to do different things. But Flores going there makes perfect sense because of the Patriot connection. People in Houston are so sick and tired of the Patriots. They want nothing to do with it because the dude that makes the Patriots is never going to Houston, but they're constantly trying to recreate New England in Houston and it hasn't worked. They've now traded away key players. JJ Watt is now gone. DeAndre Hopkins is gone and you've got the Deshaun Watson mess. So Flores supposedly wanted Deshaun Watson in Miami. Right. I don't buy that though. Because if that was the case, I mean, if you wanted to win games, unless he was told by Steven Ross to play Tua over Ryan Fitzpatrick, we saw Flores playing Tua in situations that Fitzpatrick should have been, including here in Vegas for that game where he had the helmet turn play where he had come off the bench to spell Tua. I, I mean, it just, I guess I need to know who was requiring Flores or was Flores choosing Tua or was Steven Ross telling Flores to play Tua because he was defending him at every turn, playing him when he should not have been playing him. And now he gets fired because he wanted Deshaun Watson and the team wants Tua. That that doesn't really click with me as being a logical progression. No, it doesn't. So and now he's going to the Texans and they have the rights to to Watson, but like do people think that Watson's playing quarterback ever again? I mean, Watson doesn't want to play quarterback ever again for the Texans. If, if Flores is there or not, I mean, maybe there's a way of like saying, Hey, if we hire Flores, will you stay? But you, this guy's being accused by 25 women of sexual assault. He sets out the entire season. He needs to go somewhere else. He can't be in Houston, in my opinion, and play football there ever again. If he's, if he's acquitted or not, he still can't yeah. play football there ever again. Like he, it's, everyone has told me that he will never wear a Texas uniform ever again. So like if Flores wants Watson and he goes to Houston, to play, it just, it just doesn't click. Well, maybe he thing. didn't want Watson. He was the guy for Tua and Possibly. the owner said, we're getting Watson. We're bringing him here. You know, and he that said, that makes sense. And, and, and he said, that. no, I don't, I, I'm not playing. He's I'm not playing him over. Who was my guy? Or I don't, you're, you're or I don't want to be. Yeah, and I don't want to be associated with this circus, right? Because you know it's going to be a circus. Oh. Whenever, whoever Watson goes, it's oh. going to be an absolute circus. And he's the best quarterback on the on the board. If you're looking for either drafting a quarterback or bringing a quarterback in, if you're a quarterback starved team right now, the fact you can get a guy of this caliber, baggage or no baggage. I mean, he's going to be coveted. It's just whether the Texans want to move off of the you know the two first round picks and two starters that they've been asking for for this entire thing. And we need the investigation to actually go somewhere. The civil trials are going to be like oh. twenty twenty five before we get to the civil trials. But right. is there going to be a criminal investigation where he gets arrested? Like, are we seeing a Watson perp walk? And if we're not, then 
he'll play football next year. Like the authorities have got to figure this out. Like, are you charging him or not? And if you aren't charging him and it's all going to be done through civil court, the NFL really can't get involved with that. They could suspend him for four games for conduct detrimental, but I mean, that's about it. I mean, I mean, Brady got four games for busting his cell phone. I mean, like you can give Watson four games for being accused by 25 women of sexual assault. It's, it's a really rough story. Yeah. It's uh it's crazy. And then the guy, this guy, Cully gets caught in the crossfire. At least he, I mean, he did a hell of a job this season. I thought, um, Bad deal, bad roster. They gave him a bunch of washed up players and the dude had the deal. They're playing hard for him. After one year, he gets blown out. I mean, he never should have gotten the job anyway, but just the fact that they blew him out after one year is so Houston Texans. It's just, this is why this is a clown organization. It's It's, embarrassing. It's crazy because you almost, when you look at it from outside, it's almost like the major league situation where they said, we're going to give them all these bad players that nobody, you know, and make them lose. So we could get a higher draft pick, whatever. And they tell this guy, uh, you're going to be the coach. And, you know, just like Lou Brown, he answers the phone. I don't know. I got a guy on the other line about some white walls and stuff. And then he says, all right, I'll take it. And he wins the room. Like that team was playing hard. And we know from the sports gambling part of it, they covered some spreads. (laughs) They beat a couple teams that they probably shouldn't have in games that they were big dogs. And like now, after all of this, you wait till the, you know, the initial smoke when all Black Monday, when everybody gets fired, and then you go, all right, well, it makes sense because floors got fired and now the Patriots ties. And like, listen, David, the money's guaranteed. 22 million. That's phenomenal. He's Great walking job, with 17 million on his contract. He's going to get $22 million for one year. That's pretty good. That's, I mean, that's quarterback money, right? That's, that's what it is. You got to play quarterback like Baker Mayfield and get 20 million a year and get hit. David Culley ain't got to get hit. He get 22 million for, you know, coaching. And he could say he was an NFL coach for a year. Now, a guy like him, I feel bad because he worked so long and like, you know, got to that, got to that opportunity. He probably ain't ever going to get another opportunity to be a head coach in the NFL. Yeah, but 22 million is a parachute. good way to. Yeah, yeah a, that's, that's a, a good way decent, to take it. Yeah. De- decent parachute on the way good. out. Here's, here's a $17 million check. Uh, you want to fire me for $17 million? Yeah, all right, come on. I'm good. See I'm, I'm I'm cool. You can go Would ahead. you drink the blood for $17 million? Hell yeah. Yeah, Taste. for $17 million? I drink a lot of things for $17 million. Yeah, I think I might too. Set me up for the rest of the rest of my days. Yeah, I I, yeah. I could probably come up with a, a way of stomaching that suffering through the disgusting nature of that for a while. And, you know, getting, getting 17 doctors mil. $17 million. I couldn't spend it if I tried. So yeah, uh, it would be, it would be a lot of fun. All right. Games this weekend. Yes. Let's start Raiders at Bengals. We'll go in order of the games being played. This is a Saturday afternoon game in yep. Cincinnati. We are yep. dealing with weather. All right. We're not yep. dealing with Arctic temperatures, but we are dealing with cold enough temperatures that I'm not so sure Derek Carr has played in temperatures like this. Additionally, I know he's an Ohio guy, so I'm assuming that Joe Burrow has played in temperatures like this, but we don't oh, yeah. know about Jamar Chase. We don't know about some of the other players for the Bengals. Have they played in temperatures like this? But how confident are you that Joe Burrow, after getting hit on the knee late in that game and hobbling off the field, 
He didn't play in week 18, got hit hard in week 17. What do you make of Burrow? Is he healthy in your mind for this game? 100%. I ain't worried about Joe Burrow. That's why that the opinion is the line's coming down because people don't think he is. Oh, I know. I've heard it. That's why the number's dropping because people are questioning Burrow's health. Yeah. We got to find the guy who knows. Until then, I don't believe it. I mean, don't people go to practice anymore? I don't understand like how I know they don't want you at practice, but then they allow people at practice and all this stuff. I used to go to practice all the time. They used to ask me, Dave, what are you doing? I said, well, I got a credential to go to practice. I'm going to go watch practice because I thought it helped me do the job better. Like, I don't understand why nobody goes to practice. I loved going to they practice. They can't see it because they only they don't do drills with the media. The media is normally allowed to watch 20 minutes to see who actually is out there. And then the media has to leave. So they don't see him move. They can we see him can like go watch the Golden Knights practice every day. Like, correct. That's I hockey. still do that. That's hockey. And football didn't let you do that. No, football's way more secretive, way more secretive in terms of what they allow. The media is allowed to come out and watch a portion of practice to find out who is on the field so they can see who actually is going to practice. But they're not allowed to actually physically watch the guys perform and or report on players. So like a quarterback who is on the practice field, he's practicing. He's listed as questionable for the game or probable for the game. Practice doesn't necessarily mean that they're healthy. Okay. So now, so we know, we don't know. We're hearing it. We don't know. The line ain't moving no more. I mean, it's still five and a half in most places. It opened six and a half. The reason it came down is because it was too high. I mean, they ended up being a one point favorite when they beat him here, I think. And Uh, the line closed at Cincy minus two. It was here. And they won 32, 13. What was the total? Um, the total for the game was 50 and a half. So and went, went under. under. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the total was the same total this week. And outside versus inside. Right. And then you flip it for the favorite. So one, one to two point favorite on a road should be this number, five, five and a half. I mean, that's how it flips, but opened it a little bit higher because Cincinnati's momentum. And it is a short week. Believe it or not, I mean, the Raiders did play the last game late Sunday and they played and the, the first game Saturday morning. With that's why I don't, buy this, I don't buy the line that the Raiders picked their opponent by kicking the field goal. I don't buy that. I don't think that was factoring into anything because their defense was on the field for 85 snaps. You think they want to go and play on Saturday? You knew. Well, they didn't want to go to Kansas City. They definitely didn't want to go to Kansas City. Yeah, they knew they want to go to playing KC on Sunday night versus playing Cincinnati on Saturday afternoon. There's it's pick your poison. There's no difference there in they my mind. Know they both suck. You think they knew on the sideline that if they win, they play on Saturday and lose, they play on Sunday? That's the logic everyone's been taking to me. I'm not saying so, but that's what everyone's saying. When you ask the question, why did they kick the field goal? The answer you'll get is they wanted to play the Bengals. Well, they, or they didn't want to play Kansas City. They knew that if they win, they didn't have to play Kansas City. It's probably the only thing they knew. I mean, when did they pick the times of the games and who, who was before the game what? started? We knew it before the game kicked when the, when the schedule was. We knew. And they were just slotted in. 
This team, they knew the home team, team as to where you were going to go. If you won, you played here. They knew oh, that if they won. They were playing Saturday against the Bengals. Oh, unless they tied. The tie was the question as to where they were going to wind up going if okay. they tied, which is another reason why I think they could have tied because this how it all we'd gotten deep into the tiebreakers to right. see who was going to be what as to where they were going to go and play. So Chargers win. The Chargers were going to wind up playing against Kansas City. If they tied, Chargers go to Kansas City and the Raiders go to Cincy. So who who's the four seed? Cincinnati. Yes. Cincinnati's four. Buffalo's three. No. Patriots are six. Oh, no. no. Patriots are five. They're the four. So Buffalo's four or five. Yes, four or five Patriots, six. Buffalo. Yep. Okay. I mean, so I, that, can't even, I do shows. I got I got guys telling me it's the opposite. I don't even look at the seedings. I just look at the lines. I don't even care. You know what no, I mean? It's, it's just, it, it's very, it, I just think it's funny that, that that that's the line people were saying as to why they kicked the field goal. I, I just think they wanted to go ahead and kick the field goal because of they were being told or because of the timeout. They just, they, they recalibrated and said, fine, we're going to play this out like we normally would in an NFL game. You play to win. So they're playing for the tie. Now they play for the win because I think it is a significant factor in my handicap for this game. This game on Saturday afternoon, outside, cold weather, after playing indoors Sunday night, not having the full complement to get fully healthy, to get those ribs easier, you know, for Josh Jacobs, get the ribs for an extra day, getting treatment, and then playing on Sunday night versus playing on Saturday afternoon. And I know everyone's saying it's been 1990 since the Bengals won a game. Okay, I, I understand that. The Raiders had a hype video that came out today that I loved. I think this is the best story in the NFL right now. I would absolutely love this team to win the Gordon game. Roethlisberger? Are you nuts? Way better. This team is way better than Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger. Dude there's, all, dude, there's so many bad stories about Roethlisberger. Uh, I mean, we don't need to go, in, go into it, but his off-the-field stuff is nasty. It's nasty. There's a lot of people who... What? Years ago. So what? You're right. It, it is bad. It was. It's bad. horrible. What he's what he was accused hey, of. He was suspended for four was, games yeah. for that conduct, and that yeah. conduct is awful. So the, it was. the Roethlisberger story. Everyone. This is. There's a lot of people who are getting really pissed off at the reporters in in the media and NBC and whatnot. Everyone's who's just glossing over this and saying like, you know, Roethlisberger holding him up as this, you know, amazing. The story's incredible. Oh, Big Ben, this is amazing. Say goodbye to him. And I got, I get caught up in it too. But I do understand. And why I think the Raiders are a better story is that there's a whole dark past to Ben Roethlisberger that really gets, gets forgotten because it happened 10 years ago when he was single before he had a wife and family. So, yeah. it, I mean, he definitely changed his ways and became, you know, a much more, you know, quote unquote, stand up guy. But that's still part of his story to me. I mean, that's still as we're looking back in the full Big Ben picture. I think the Raiders are a better story than Big Ben. The Raiders that, are definitely that, a good story. Are they going to cover the spread? No. You don't think the Raiders are going to cover the spread? No, but I wouldn't bet it. So it's hard, isn't it? This is this is this is a hard game sideways. I mean, a lot of them are hard. I don't really this feel really confident hard. about too many sides, but I mean the 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 rhombus side, which I use as is Raiders a parallelogram. Yeah, like they love the Raiders side. They love. I just don't understand why. I mean, the the my, my problem much better. Okay. All right, so the defense has been playing much better. Let's just play this out. Joe Burrow goes 20 of 29 for 148 yards and one touchdown. Joe Mixon runs for 123 yards and two touchdowns against against this Raider defense, okay? So what happens? So all of a sudden, we're saying the Raiders defense is going to stop the running attack for the Bengals, knowing that they, why? 
because they do better against teams that want to throw the football, but their secondary is okay. Max Crosby's been okay. The one angle I will give is this. Joe Burrow is one of the best quarterbacks. Actually, I think he is the best quarterback in the NFL against the blitz. Okay. Highest uh, completion percentage against the blitz. Okay. The Raiders do not blitz. No, nope. they are the they are last in the NFL with blitzing. Gus Bradley always rushes for Max Crosby being able to get pressure on the quarterback. has been a huge adjustment for this team because they rush for Crosby comes off the edge and they play coverage in the back. They bracket the best receiver and you got to find somebody else to throw to. OK, so they're going to bracket Jamar Chase, take him out and say he's done. And that leaves Tyler Boyd and T Higgins to go crazy and right. the tight end and, and whatnot. So I. I mean, I think they're going to run on them. They're going to go four again, and they're going to run on them. That's why mixing a huge game, because that was the same defense that we're talking about here. They're not blitzing. They're just going to run the football. So I, I'm, I, I have a hard time seeing the Raiders being able to score. The, yeah. Their defense is going to give up points. Now, maybe not 30, but they're going to give up points. And I, on the other side, look at that offense and go, uh-oh, for the Raiders. Oh, see, that's where I I look at the Raiders offense like now playing their best football. And I look at the Bengals defense and why is the Raider offense playing their best football right now? Because they're not turning the ball over. Okay. There's that's fine. They scored 23, 17, and 16, nine against the Chiefs. Yeah, they scored 35 against the Chargers, but that's the Chargers in overtime at home. They're scoring enough. They're keeping the other team off the field. Right, they're 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 maintaining the ball. They're running the ball, and cars not turning it over. That's huge. Yes. Waller coming back, you know, last week, it helps tremendously as far as the Bengals matchup. I think he's gonna have he could have a pretty big game um, against the Bengals linebacker. So I see both sides. I think the game goes over. I mean, I see the, the total coming down. I see the game going over because disagree. I think it plays out a lot like the Kansas City Bengals game did. Not that fast, but I think they get over 48 and a half. I I, I like over. So the I Bengals, believe, the Bengals, hold on, you, you like the Bengals to score 48? No, 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 no. It, it plays out like the the um, the Chiefs and the Bengals game did, which would, I think the total was 52 or whatever. So, I mean, the Bengals get 24 minimum, 28 How, or 31 wait, wait, most likely. Are you really trying to say that the Chiefs and Raiders offense are comparable? No, 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 no. I think the Bengals defense is that bad. I think I think they're going to be able to move the ball, whether it's running or passing. But I think Waller has a big game. I, I right, like so let's, hold, let, let, let's go over this, okay? So the yep. Bengals, because I totally disagree with you, the Bengals defense is bad. So... They gave up 21 points to the Browns last week. Joke game. They gave up 34 points to, uh, to, to sorry, 31 points to the Chiefs. Yep. 21 points to the Ravens. Yep. 10 to the Broncos. 23 to the 49ers. 41 to the Chargers at home, which is the one outlier. 10 to the Steelers. 13 to the Raiders. 16 to the Browns. 30, 34 to the Jets, but that was way long ago. You're here to the quality of the teams you're saying, right? You haven't said a good team yet. Except the Niners, the, I think the Niners are. I think Niners and Chiefs are good teams. Those, are, the the Ravens two, those are the two awful. good teams. The Ravens okay. offense. So they gave up twenty. They gave up twenty six points to the Niners and, and thirty one points to the Chiefs. Yeah, that's isn't that how many points the, the Raiders are going to score? No way. You don't think they scored twenty points? Twenty, maybe, maybe. Again, 
Derek Carr's outside. We don't know how he's playing outside. Two, they don't have weapons. Who are they throwing the ball to? Waller is going to be taken out. You can cross off Darren Waller, and Waller's not exactly healthy either. Have you so, been watching what Renfro's been doing? Yes, Renfro is a third down possession back. Renfro, anytime touchdown, all over it. Great. Bet that. What else? Josh Ribs, J- Josh Jones, uh, sorry, J- Josh Jacobs has got bruised ribs on a short week after getting pounded. He ran the ball hard against the Chargers. A lot of cares. You don't he's going to come out that again. He's outside. You want to get hit in the ribs when it's 10 degrees outside? These guys will be fine. Don't right. worry about it's that. It's going to take a lot of, a lot of issues. I, I just think you're overrating this Raiders offense. I'm not laying the points, but the, this total is too high. This like under. Wow. Yeah. Okay. This total is this total is way too high. Raiders aren't Raiders are not scoring in this, in my opinion. I'm not trusting Carr outside to score. I think the defense could you're absolutely right about turnovers. If the Raiders aren't turning the football over, the games are somewhat close. But this is like to me, this is like a 2017 football game. This is really that far under? I think it's I think, think this is a this is a this is outdoors in December in Cincinnati with two teams that are both scared to death of losing. They both haven't been here. I mean, this is such new territory for all these guys to come in. I just think that the Bengals win the game. And by how much, I don't know. But I don't see the Raiders winning this game. I would you can love go it. Under 37 and a half right now on Fandle, plus 340. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to go That's crazy on right. that. But I do think this game is under 40. And... Because again, like what you're saying about the defense, okay, you're saying the Bengals aren't going to score a lot of points, and no, I no, no, I think shootout. it's more of a shootout. Yeah, I just, I the Raiders can't win that game, and, and they don't want to be in the type of game. They can't. Their offense, they just can't be in a shootout like that. They could do it against the Chargers at home in a setting because the Chargers defense is Swiss cheese. This Bengals defense is better than people think. They stop the run. They get after the quarterback. I I think Derek Carr is going to have a long day, and it's going to oh. be. Cold Home team total points is 27. Yep. Away team total points is 21. Under like Raiders. Raiders under Bengals over or Bengals yeah. under two. No, I, I, I could see, I could see it. I mean, I look, I can see this being like a 30 to seven blowout. Okay. Blowout. I, can see the, I can see the Bengals destroying the Raiders. I don't think the Raiders are that good. Okay. I think, think the Raiders are a great story. They're up and down. They've gone through so much adversity, but like in this setting against Joe Burrow, in six games, we did this on Monday. Joe Burrow in six must-win games over the last two years has 29 touchdowns and zero interceptions. He's completing 70% of his passes and averaging 444 yards per game. It's so sick. Like good number. <laughs> it is just good number. sick. Yeah. So I look, I just don't I think people have been sleeping on this Bengals defense in their defensive line the entire season. And I was on them preseason, bet their overwin totals. We got there easily. I, I just I think this team's gonna snap this cold streak of 1990, the last time they won a game in the postseason. Right. I think this is the game they win. I don't think they win another one, but low scoring overall. I mean, again, I think the under could come in because I think the game could be a repeat of the first matchup. Right. So it's 30 to 14. Yeah. You know? 
comes in 30 to 13, somewhere around those way. Second game on Saturday is Patriots at the bills. The number has not moved. Total is 44 minus four. You know, I'm on plus 10 and I am on under 50 and a half here for this. Yep. The only bets I've made so far, but I've got a couple of player props that I'm eyeballing here, but it feels like when you're listening to some of these people talk about the Patriots, it's starting to come around that the narrative is the Patriots are overrated and overvalued. Do you agree? Um, I, I don't know about that narrative. I, this rookie quarterback starting his first playoff game is such an overriding factor for me. That's the one that I just, I mean, circuit just went to five. Some some offshore places went to four and a half. I mean, there's no question the Buffalo money's coming. Yep. Um, you lambasted the city of Buffalo yesterday and everybody else in between. This is personal. I see what's going on now. I understand um the irony of the of the division championship, and then they lose to the Patriots in the regular season at home, and then in the playoffs at home. It'll be a hell of a story, but I I don't know. This game, I just don't know. Sometimes the number's just right, and I don't feel confident laying it. I don't feel confident taking it. I, oh, so I, you think, wow, I you, think, you think the number's right? Yeah. I'm Interesting. Into, okay. Yeah, four, four and a half is, is, I mean. I think it might be too low. Yeah. Well, we'll see Saturday. I, I, I think it might be too low. I mean, if you, I, I think this is, I'll say this. If the Bills at any point in this game go up by two scores, it's over. It's over. It's over. Bills go over. Bills go up by more than two scores in this game. The game is over. So I will punt on my so they bet. Get a, I will, they get a ten-point lead or a fourteen-point lead. Doesn't Which matter. Two-score game. Two-score game. It's over. Okay. They're up thirteen to three in the second quarter. You're you're game. you're done watching it. They're not coming back. No, I'm, I'm not done watching. It. I'm watching. It. I'm just saying the game's gonna be over. Pitchers might come back, but they're ultimately gonna lose the game. You got the in laws in. You got the do the Bills cover? I don't know, but uh, I'm just saying this: if the Patriots go down by two scores at any point in that game, they will lose the game. They have got really. They've got to play with the lead. I wouldn't be surprised. This would be very interesting to see if the if the Patriots win the flip, win the coin flip, and take the ball. They never do that. But I wonder if they would this time try to get the lead and try to make Buffalo play by play from behind, and then the Patriots can run the ball, be methodical, bleed clock, shorten the game, impose their own narrative, their own will onto the game, because. They can't, if, if this game gets into the upper 20s, Patriots are done. Like, this has got to be a low scoring game. You remember the second game? Yep. First game, I just totally dismissed in this matchup. The second game, they were trading scores from behind. If that guy catches that interception, I it was a fourth quarter where Buffalo, you could make the case that Buffalo took their foot off the gas. Can make the case that the, the game was already sort of in the bag and the but Patriots were only kept up playing. 10 points, but it felt like so much more than 10 points. But I'm with you on the pick. I mean, JC Jackson hangs on to that pick, it's a whole different story. Patched down by six points, they could have gone and scored a touchdown, won the game. Yes, I, I, I will give you the fourth quarter comeback. I don't see a fourth quarter comeback in Buffalo in the Patriots. Oh, okay, don't see, I don't see it. Okay, it's Frigid. It's gonna. It's gonna suck to be outside and playing that game. 
It's going to be so miserable. Yeah, going to be people there without the shirts on watching the game. Probably. But you can get in. The get-in price right now on the secondary ticket market is like a buck twenty-five. Who you want to go? Wanna sit- go? Right. Nobody wants to go. No one wants I mean, to be a part of that. It's too cold. It's too. It's it's miserable. I mean, the, no kids are going to be there. You're not going to. No one under the age of fifteen is going to that game. You know, you, you put your kid's life at risk by putting them out there in hypothermia, and you know, get, have them get frostbite on their fingers and toes and nose and stuff. So, they did don't you ever do there. that? Did you ever go to a cold game like that? Yeah, never. I don't think I ever. Because again, this is the coldest game in the history of, of Patriot football. So there's never been a game this cold that the Patriots have played in. But. I've gone to cold games. I mean, the worst was old Foxborough stadium when it was 20 degrees in the ste- in the, the bleachers were metal. So you were sitting on frozen metal bleachers for four hours. I went to That's a game all. at Penn state. They played Notre Dame in November and it was, it was below freezing, but it was like below, below it was in the teens oh. and the wind chill was below zero. And, you know, we had a few drinks prior to the game to try to get mm-hmm. warm. We were literally stand up together and huddle and hold each other <laughs> in between TV timeouts That's because phenomenal. we couldn't feel our feet and our oh. hands. It was so cold. And Penn State ended up winning, and we went home. And the celebration was amazing, but I went home and had to lay down and let the feeling come back to my extremities. It was so cold, and I said, I'm never doing that Again, <laughs> so I can imagine like selling these tickets. If you got them, man, I'd give them. By the way, store. just go. Mike's Mike says thirty bucks. It's down to thirty dollars. Get in price. Thirty dollars. I believe it. Who wants to sit in that? That's not fun, especially with HD TVs and big screens and your own bathroom and food and this warmth. Is, this is this is this is the thing with football. I mean, like. That never affects a hockey game. It never affects a basketball game. Baseball, for the most part, is in good weather when you go to games. Football has this challenge, like especially when the games mean more in the cities like this. It's a tough ask to go. I wouldn't take my kids. You're right. I mean, there was no chance that I would say, we're going to go to the football game. No, we're not. We're going to watch it on TV because you're going to want to leave before we get into the stadium, walking from the parking lot to the stadium, you're going to go, I'm Daddy freezing. My yep. face hurts. I can't breathe. I, what am I going to drink? I can't feel not. I'm, you're going to say it immediately before we get in. So we ain't going 30 bucks. AFC playoff game in Buffalo people. Listen, Matt Lynn based yesterday. You got to go to the game. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right, the game on Sunday that has the most impact weather-wise man, is in, in Tampa, in Tampa, Florida. 65-degree temperatures, 100% chance of rain, hard rain. Love that. And 25 to 35 mile, mile per hour sustained winds. Hell yeah. This That's is hurricane-type stuff. Not Hell, as small, but this is wet. This is nasty. Nasty slog fest type of game, which in a lot of ways goes right into the Eagles hands. Yes, it does. They want to run, make it ugly. They don't want Mike Evans running around free in that secondary. Nope. And we know about the injuries, to the running game right now for the Tepe Buccaneers number open at seven, went to eight and a half yep. and stopped. Yep. Does it, where does this number close on Sunday? Um, 
So I think it's going to come down a little bit right now. And then when they go to the game Sunday and it's drizzling and Fournette comes out and looks phenomenal and all this stuff, it'll probably go back up. Like okay. the Sunday money is different than the rest of the week money. It's all speculative up to this point. The amount of bets on game day is usually between 75 and 85% of the money handled on a football game comes in the day of the game. It's incredible. Um, I think, I think we'll get to Sunday, open up and go, how are we betting against Brady? Seriously? It ain't going to be that bad. That guy played in weather in new England, like public's going to bet new England or bet. I keep saying new England can't get out of my head. You got it in my head. It's Tampa Bay, but they're yeah. going to bet them. I, I, I think that's what's going to happen. But I, I'm telling you, I told you this earlier in the week. I still believe it. I got the Sixers hat today on only because they're playing the Celtics, by the way. But oh, it's a little Philly representation as well. Oh. Okay. I think Philly's live. I think they're live to cover. I don't know if they can win a game. They got to play a perfect game and literally not turn the ball over once. Because the turnover thing here, I mean, there, there may be a few. Now, if it's raining and sloppy, um, that could lead to turnovers. Um, they're betting the game under like it's already under, like they already know the final. I mean, this thing moved for a total to move in the NFL three days before based on some speculation weather. Right. It's, um, I mean, they're taking bets. And no, you didn't just go and go, all right, well, was it 48 and a half moving a field goal? No, you, I mean, hopefully you took bets down the ladder. Like we would never move a line based on a weather report, we would wait to take the bet and then move it and then take another bet and move it. But I don't know. You, you have, has the weather affected the weather forecast affected your handicap of this game? Yes. Real quick. This is the screenshot from Mike who just tweeted this at us at Boston versus the book on Twitter. Yeah. This is the get in price 40 bucks on the field in Buffalo. Ticketmaster. Right now, yeah. you you can go to the game tomorrow for forty dollars. Man, that seat looks like that's way up there. It is. It's get in price. That's so get in. Said, forty buck get in price. This is not a good seat, but it's a get in price. If you want to go to the game, right? You can get into the. You can get in for as cheap as forty bucks. Man, be windy up there. Be cold. Everything would be disgusting up there, but it's just, <laughs> there you go. So that, there you go. Yes, I am a hundred percent. So according to our friends at BetMGM, they tweeted this out this morning in terms of line movement, what we've seen in line movements since 2003, when an NFL playoff total has been decreased by three points or more, the under has come in eight, one in one yeah. bucks opened 49 and a half. It's now 45 and a half. It's already moved four yeah. points. Yeah. So now here we go. Four points, eight, one and one to the under. Yeah. I liked under before, before the weather. The Philly's going to be able to run the ball and keep Brady off the field. It's a, it's the recipe that the Jets just showed everybody a couple of weeks ago. It's what Philly does. Again, these games are so tight and so close with the lines and, and it's not that hard. Like, the hard part was the, was the a lot of the regular season and who's herders. We get to the, we get the playoff teams now, so it comes down to turnovers. It comes down to to you, you. Very rarely are these teams changing what they do drastically. Mm-hmm. They got here a successful way. Philly got here because they could run the ball. They didn't get here because they could pass. 
And they didn't get here because, you know, they played games in a shootout. They played a lot of ugly football games. That's just what the game's going to be for them. Um, now, could it get ugly the other way? Eh, yeah. They turned the ball <laughs> over twice, and you want to talk about a score. This one could be 31 to 10 and never close and still go under the total. More on that game and better to book it. Hold on. <laughs> Niners at Cowboys. I am. I took the Cowboys right. plus three, even money. Sorry, I took the Niners. Sorry, I took the Niners plus three, even money against the Cowboys. You, you sorry, already bet this on Wednesday. You hit yeah, me with yes. this, I think. Yes, and you bet it with me. I did. I'm not. I don't know if I like it, but total is fifty-one. Yeah. How do we feel about indoors? Jerry's world. Cowboys at home. I, I, I when we get our producer, who our, our producer Matt's going to start coming up here next week, and he, we'll probably start producing. The show will change. The look of the show will change. We'll have guests, and things are going to expand for us the next couple of weeks. Uh, I need like a fraud alert sounder. Oh, because I think the Cowboys are fraudulent. I need like a, I need a fraud (laughs) because they are a, they are, this is a fraud team. (laughs) Um, But can they win a game by three at home? I mean, well, I've been against them, so I guess not. No, I know you don't think so, and and a lot of people don't. I mean, this is this is a lot of people. Lots of father-in-law lots of bet. By the way, father-in-law bet is a Bengals and Niners two-leg money line parlay. He's obviously listening to the show, and he knows there's, you're cooking tomorrow. There's a, there's so what's going to bet against you? He knows you're cooking all that <laughs> food tomorrow. Was he going to bet? It? Seriously, come on, guys. That's smart. A, that's the, the the father-in-law play. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. I don't. Again, there's just three and fifty-one. This would be one I just, you know, personally, I'll sit out and watch it in game and bet it in game. Like if I'm going to bet yeah. it at all. Like this is just one. There's no edge. I don't think there's an edge at all. But by the way, got, Brian Brian says too many people are on the Niners, so bet the Cowboys. It's the playoffs. I could care less about where the money is going and who's on with what. Yeah. I don't believe any of that stuff. I don't, don't believe follow. that stuff during a regular season. I mean, all those percentage, bet percentages, yeah, all that just, stuff I've told you for years, half of that stuff is that, that don't believe any of that stuff. Bet your opinion. Yeah. Bet, just bet, 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 what you, bet what you like. Forget about I mean, sometimes I do like to be on the public side or, or on, on the book side or would prefer to be on the book side most often, but sometimes – I, I will look at that and pay attention to that on like a week 14 type game. Everyone's going one way, go the other way in the playoffs. I don't care that what you think is going to happen. There's only six games. Everybody's yeah, on everything. Everybody's, right. everybody's <laughs> on everything. It just matters of who you're listening to and everybody like, and I mean, during a regular season that the, this book could need this, this book could need that very rarely do all the books need the same side, but a lot of you know, there, there's times they do, and those those win too. So throw that out. If you think Jimmy G is gonna go and be Jimmy G, that we know the Niners can win. I see. You wearing the hat. I'm wearing the hat for that reason. Is that a good thing when you wear the hat or bad thing? Because yeah. some days I wear the hat to jinx it, and some days I wear the hat to win. No, I I normally wear the win. hat on the side. I bet. Okay. So. All right, so he, it's pretty clear. Um, and a lot of people, I think, think th- you're not alone in thinking that Dallas is a fraud. Um, but, I mean, they've proven they can win games like this in a regular season. 
I when? Mean, they played a, their, their last their last, six, their last six games. Game. Joke. It they is. played a it joke. Is. It they is. have a they have a they have a one game over five hundred record against anybody outside the NFC East. Like yeah, they, they and, beat up on they, they beat up on their own division. Yippee. They did. And and <laughs> the thing that I think I think Dallas backers are pointing to is that they haven't been healthy completely. Okay. They're pretty healthy going into this game. Okay. There's no doubt about that. Um they, but see, like I've heard this Dallas can win a shootout game and San Francisco can't. No, San Francisco can win a shootout game too. 100%. They, they can they can score. They may look differently scoring the way they score. They scored a touchdown in 48 seconds when they had to have a touchdown. Right. Like they can score against the Rams, against yeah. the Ram defense, which is better than the Cowboys defense. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think this is this is the game to me where the line is perfect and the total is perfect. And you see it, it ain't moving. Like at some point, somebody may just flash a three and a half. Like they may just flash it just to see if that extra niner money comes. I seriously don't think there's a chance in hell it goes to two and a half. I don't think anybody wants to go that route. So, I mean, you just sit back and take the bets. You move the juice a little bit, minus 15. You maybe go to minus 20. You get that bet right away. As soon as you go to minus 20 on the Cowboys, even money, they're coming to bet it. Um, The total, not moving one half of a point for the most part. Odds makers get them right too. That's just perfect. Yeah, I I'm very excited, very very excited. I, I think we're 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 going to be in for a ball. I mean, it's a really really fun football game. I hope. And so. I, I I think I I just to me you, I watch. Leaning over or under? Which way do you want to see this game? Over. With the Niners, you you're more comfortable over. Well, it's not they're more comfortable. It's just what I think is going to happen. I, I think this is going to be a high scoring game. Okay. Now high scoring, meaning like both teams in the upper twenties. Right. Like, you know, I, I think that, I think you're right. I think it's like 28, 24. I think the number is right. (laughs) I like, I like the Niners to win the game outright. I do. And, but I think they're going to score, you know, 30 points, 28 points, 30 points. I don't trust the Cowboys defense at all. They are feast or famine. Okay. So as long as Diggs is not picking off Jimmy G three times, he can have one. Jimmy G can have one WTF throw. If he has more than one WTF throw, we're in trouble. He had one bad one against the Rams and he overcame it. Yeah. Can't have two against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Driving to tie the game in this game. Who do you want? You want Jimmy G needing a drive to tie the game or you want Dak needing a drive to tie the game? Jimmy G against the Dallas defense. Oh, that's why I'd pick Jimmy G. Not that I like Jimmy G over Dak. It's Dak against that pass rush. Rush. would concern me. Yeah. You let, you let these guys pin their ears back and go after Dak Prescott. It may be problematic, right? A lot of first round talent on that defensive line for the, for the 49ers. Worried about, you worried about, uh, you know, if you listen to a lot of the narratives, you worried about the San Francisco 49ers secondary. Of course, one hundred percent. That's why the pass rush got to get home. You got to get to Dak. You can't. Dak can't have. Dak can't have time to go to the third receiver, or you're in trouble. The Cowboys. You give them five seconds. You're 
dead. You got to get trouble. You, can't, you cannot give Dak Prescott five seconds to nope. five receivers. They can't cover that long. So yeah, I, I am concerned about the secondary. Absolutely. But I think that's where the front seven comes in and you got to be dominant. Like whoever Dallas, wins that battle wins the game. Does Dallas run the ball Sunday? Successful? No, they haven't run the ball all year. Even when they can, they don't run the with that. Yep. There's no Kellen Moore doesn't doesn't run the football. Like you want an under Zeke under yardage. I didn't even look at the number. They don't run. They don't run the ball. Like it's just it's not what and it's hard to get hard to run against Sanford anyway, but they don't right. run the ball. It's just yeah. it's it, it's it's very, very interesting. All right, your team last. Steelers are catching 12 and a half points on the road. This number has been as high as 13. Total is 46. Mm-hmm. Total feel low, huh? Oh, by the way, here's a good stat. Jimmy G, 49ers, 7 and 0 when he doesn't throw two picks. Oh, doesn't throw eight. Oh, no, sorry, one pick. Two and six when he throws one pick. So I can't have that one WTF throw. Okay. So no WTF throws, they win. Wow. But that one of those wins, though, was last week because he had a WTF throw against the Rams. Right. <laughs> and, and he won. So last week he overcame it. Um, I'm not surprised by the number. I mean, this is this was 10 a couple weeks ago when they went to Kansas City. And it's funny because last night on NFL Network, they were replaying that game. Oh, and I was watching it. And I was like, man, everything bad happened. Everything bad happened. He turned the ball over. He got sacked and they knocked the ball out. Um, everything bad happened in that first half. And they were done. You want to talk about a team that gets down. Well, if they get down three scores, maybe they're done. But the Steelers keep getting down and then having to come back. I don't want to see that tomorrow or Sunday. I mean, um, I just think it's too many points. And, you know, I may have a little bias in me still left. I mean, it is nighttime <laughs> in Pittsburgh behind me. And I'm really hoping that the Steelers can be competitive. Because when I first saw the matchup after I recovered from almost being out of the playoffs after being in eight hours before, Sunday, I was like, man, the Steelers are going to go to Kansas City and get beat up. But I saw Ben's quote. I like the defense is playing enough that I think they can stay within 10. So anything more than 10 to me feels like it's a take. And especially with this total being 46 so low, it's hard to lay that number. But if you tell me that you like the Steelers team total under because they're not going to score against the Chiefs defense, then the math problem could work out. Another game that could finish 31 to 10, never being in any sort of danger of Kansas City losing the game, never really being any danger of the Steelers covering the spread and it going under. But it has to be that. Back door is wide open. Has to be. Back door is wide open. I, I want no part of the back door. I went, no, this is a backdoor special. This is a last pass of his career. Touchdown, <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger. Win, lose by 10. Right. Backdoor special. What? No part of that game in the second half. I, I don't, the total scares the hell out of me because the Steelers give up 40 points by themselves. Yeah. So I, 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 I don't want to go near is, that. Is this a um, dump? And, I, and I'll, I tweet it sometimes when I see it or I'm watching a game. Chiefs get down seven nothing. Steelers win the win the toss and go down and score in the opening drive. And they get down 
the Chiefs are down seven nothing, and this line goes from Chiefs minus twelve and a half to Chiefs minus six and a half or seven and a half. Is that a dump ball in? Is that the difference. waterfall? The waterfall gift that I use? It's a big difference. <laughs> yeah, well, six and a half, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Seven and a half? Oh no. Mm. When the line I mean, was twelve and a half. The problem with seven and a half is that it doesn't. I mean, seven and a half, eight, eight and a half, nine, nine and a half. I mean, generally speaking, that's kind of the same bet. So, like, that's why it's a big difference to me. You get to six and a half, totally different story. No, six <laughs> and a half, different story. Yeah, six to six and a half. We're we're coming in heavy. Okay. Uh, real quick before better to book it. Yep. Trey Wingo on Twitter. The Buffalo Bills have played five playoff teams this season. What do you think the Bills' record against playoff teams this season straight up was? Tampa loss. Um, Patriots loss. So two, three, five games. One and four? Two and three. Two and straight three. Straight up. Okay. What do you think the record was against teams over 500? Uh, how many games? Ten. Ten. Okay. Uh, five and five or four and Good six? Good call. Good call. Five and yeah. five. Five and five, four and six. Yeah. Losing record straight up against playoff teams, five and five against teams, and a loss to the Jags mixed in for good measure. Throw that one out. I don't know how that happened. I, I was watching a little of that game back there. I could not believe it. That was just, that was a case of a team that I don't know if they practiced that week. Like they couldn't do nothing. <laughs> nothing. Just saying. People have gone to Jacksonville twice and had those WTF games, Colts <laughs> and the Bills, both going there. You're like, wait, what happened? How did this go down? Yep. This is going right. to be so good. If the Patriots win, you're going to be completely oh. like you're going to look On like cloud nine on Monday. When we oh, do the yeah. Show. I'm going to have to line up and hike the football. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Go. Oh, oh. Dunking will be an understatement if the Patriots <laughs> win that game. Dunking on Buffalo will be an understatement oh, if that God. happens. People Everything need needs. Looking for you, man. <laughs> Seriously, man. bring it on, my big boys. Yeah, you Buffalo got a chair. I'll throw you through. Forget you know. Oh, <laughs> drinking, jumping off of tables. Anyways, <laughs> better to book at time. We got a bunch of games to get to and a bunch of picks to get to, a bunch of bets to get to. All right, I'm gonna do this one more time. So over this week, I said, okay, look, I was looking for a bet to get into because I did not like the cards pretty much all week. So I was trying to find something fun to bet on something fun to get me to, to, to tomorrow. How do I get to the games in the NFL where I can really be heavily committed and, you know, put four or five units in play each day. So I'm three and three betting these first period overs in the NHL. So I want one more. So I'm either four and three or three and four. So okay. I, I, I don't want to, do it. so I'm going to lay the juice here and I'm going Arizona at Colorado <laughs> Two of the best teams, 2014 and one, 2013 and five so far. The first period overs, <laughs> Arizona at Colorado. How about this? The books in Vegas, do you know what they did? What? Guess what the number is? First period over here in Vegas. Correct. I make it two immediately. I, didn't even, I wouldn't Not even good. hesitate. Don't Not even give a shot at one and a half. Forget it. No, no one's getting the crack at one and a half. No. Books opened up at 190. Bet MGM had plus one had minus 165. Most books were 180, 190, 195 at one and a half. And now Vegas books are just saying, buzz off. It's two. It's two. <laughs> it's two. 
Well, I mean, you, you have to wait a decision to put up one and a half in that heavy juice because you're not going to do any business anyway. And the only business you're going to do is one might, reaction. Might, yeah, it's all it's I mean, you're going to get maybe somebody, whatever limit play you have, they'll let you bet it. OK, yeah. but at two, you might get some under money. You might get some two way action and you don't have to pay an egregious price. Who wants to bet a first period over and pay one ninety or two dollars? So you just move it to two. I understand the move. I understand your bet. You're going over. I'm going over one and a half. Absolutely. Yeah. Lay in the juice. Yeah. We got to bet this. We got to bet this. Did you see the line on the game? Uh, It's it's like minus 350, right? No, 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 no. Hit refresh. I have not seen anything like this in my life for a regular. Oh my gosh. It's minus 650. Never seen this ever. This minus six fifty. Holy crap! <laughs> if you want to lay two and a half, the money line is two and a half minus one ten at Fanduel. <laughs> minus you, you have to lay juice yes. to have them win by three goals. Yeah, yeah. Oh There's my that. goodness gracious! Yeah. Never in my life. I'm fifty one. I've been looking at lines probably since way too long, but like at least 35 years, at least 35, maybe 40. Probably started about 10 years old asking questions of people that were in my life. What does this mean? Why are they doing this? So we're looking at this stuff for a long, long time. Minus 650. <laughs> I just hit refreshing. I can't believe it. Pre-game line of a hockey game of two teams in the same league. You only lay in 165 on the over one and a half for the first half. It's the best bet of the day. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. That is something else. Yeah. People ask is- all the time, what do you guys do? What do you talk about every day? There's something to talk about in the book every day. There's something to talk about with lines, games, and stuff like that. First, just when you think you've seen it all, and I know that I got so much more to see, but I clicked refresh this morning. I was like, wow, this is – I, I love it because I, I would come in either an open and go, geez, what are you going to make Colorado? Yeah. You know, and you go, well, you, somebody says we got to make it at least $5. $5? Really? Well, yeah. You know, at least five, maybe six. Let's put up six. Nobody's even going to take a shot on the dog. <sighs> this is six and a half over a quarter, too. Seriously, I, mean, I, I don't I mean, know what matchup we're going to see a seven, but we're going to see a seven mm. at some point. That is <laughs> wow. I, I, I mean, yeah. Okay, before that, that, that's something. Uh, people are asking me about the main event, Calvin Cater against Giga Chigatse. This yeah. is an awesome fight. Main event here in Vegas, Apex Saturday night. You got a 22 and five Calvin Cater up against Giga, who is 14 and two. Uh, just knocked out Barbosa in the third round, took care of Cub Swanson in the first round. Rocket ship fighter at the moment for the UFC. I, I'm not, I wouldn't lay juice on this. And I'm just, I, I, this is not a better book. And I'm just, I, I haven't bet this. I'm just leaning. If I was going to bet this and I'm not there yet, but I would lean towards the under in this fight at three and a half rounds. Uh, you can, it's minus 126 to the over, little juice to the over, but the under is only minus 102. So it's not a heavy difference. The average fight time for these two fighters, pretty similar. 
1330 for Calvin Cater and for Giga, it's 1121. Uh, there's no real height or reach advantage. There's definitely an advantage when it comes to strikes landed per minute. Cater is definitely the more active fighter, five, uh, five strikes landed per minute versus three and a half. But you've got a, <laughs> a dude that can do a lot of damage in a variety of different ways in Chikatse. And I mean, he, he will go for a submission, but he also will knock you out. He's a really tough fighter. This is his, showcase fight if you will calvin cater maybe getting fed to the wolves here a little bit so i'd lean towards the under three and a half rounds if i were to if i were to get involved with it but i'm i'm just not there yet um for it but it's going to be a hell of a fight i I can't wait to watch it after we get done with football to go ahead and watch that fight on ufc mine is 240 yeah approximately anywhere between 240 while you were talking, I clicked a couple of places and checked the line movement. Um, I might reach out to uh, my guy, Nikki Kalikas. Yep. And see. Circa. Yeah. And see what he thinks um, about it. But I don't think Cater's live to win it. I don't. No. I, I, lo- I love the dude. I mean, New England Mafia is my, this is, these are my people. He fights out of Haverhill, Mass. I'm from Andover, Mass, town next to me. I, I love him, Rob Font. I, I love all these dudes who have come into the UFC out of my neck of the woods, but eh, Giga's a different story, man. <laughs> this dude's really? a monster. He's a monster. Yeah, he's a real tough, tough matchup. And how's the Cater- rest of the card? Is it is it is the rest of the card decent or no? No, because there's been COVID. Like I think six, I think four fights are off the card. Yeah. It's been really bad. We've got a lot of a lot of cancellations due to COVID issues. So it's a fight night card. So it's really all about the headline. There's some right. other fighters. I mean, I love watching these things. So I always watch it just because I'm a fight fan. But the headline fight really is the is the one well, that everyone's gonna fight is looks like a competitive fight by the line. This Jennifer Maya and Caitlin Chuka G. Yeah, whatever. I mean, Maya's a, Maya's a, a fun fighter. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm not in love with it. Um, there's not. I, I don't see like the now. There's a bunch of guys who are just up and coming showcase okay. fights. It's a, look how short a card it is. I know. I think the, I think the main card is four fights in the in the. Prelims are four fights, right. eight fight card. Should be fifteen. <laughs> there should be there should be fifteen fights on this card, right? And there's eight. Uh, uh, Jahugian is a fighter who uh, she did fight for the belt, right? Because she fought against she, uh, she, she yeah she fought for the belt. She fought against Shevchenko twice. Okay, um, other Shevchenko, but sister. She fought the main one. <laughs> she fought she Valentina and lost. Fought the sister and won. Um. I would. What are the odds on Caitlin? Minus anywhere from minus two dollars to minus one ninety, couple places, and circus down to one eighty five. So okay. yeah, I would lean towards. There might be, yeah, there might be. So. But my my is live for that though. I mean, it's not it's it's, an, it's not a bad money line play. The only reason I ask is usually the women's fights are minus fifty, minus six dollars. Yeah. They're, well, because you're talking about the upper echelon, you're talking about Valentina right. and Andrade, yeah. and talking about the the the, the, the best of the best. Yeah, that's what, it, it, what you're talking about. You know, so. and we got the last women's fight. Uh, it was a huge upset. Who was that? Uh, yeah. So um, you saw that was 
Well, you got to put me on the spot. Thank you. Um, that was Amanda Nunes getting yes. knocked out by um, gigantic favorite minus yeah. eleven hundred. Why are you? Why are you making me forget who who, who knocked her out? Uh, doesn't matter. I, and I know why. Uh, yeah, it does matter to me. Oh. Um, she uh, oh, I I can tell you real fast. Uh, I don't. Know. Uh, Go ahead. That was to. Um, um, uh, uh, Pena, thank you. Okay, there we oh, there go. Ju- Juliana Pena, yeah, choked her out. Um, that fight. If anybody ever wants to know why that fight happened the way that it happened, go back and rewatch that fight. That is a clear cut textbook fighter who cut so much weight that their brain was completely dry. Watch how the jabs land on Amanda Nunes, and watch her reaction to Pena's simple jabs. It's like the reaction is she's getting hit with a crowbar because her brain had nothing to absorb the punches. And when you cut a lot of weight, which is what happens when you're out of shape and you're not training the way you're supposed to be training because you have a kid now and a family and you're on the, you know, sleeping in silk sheets, tough to get up at five in the morning, go running. As the line says, she got knocked out because of, because of her inability to absorb contact and absorb pretty easy punches that she eats for breakfast normally, but she couldn't do it because she had cut so much weight. Her brain was so dry that jab, 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 pain, just jab made her. She just couldn't handle it. Like she was, yeah, it was wild to watch. I was like, Oh my gosh. I went back and watched it again. I was like, those jabs should not have done the damage that they did. But the reason why they did is because the brain couldn't take it. And it's a four ounce glove. And if your brain's not hydrated, it takes after you cut weight, it takes three days to get the liquid back into your head. Really? It's the last part of, it's the last part of your body that rehydrates. You That's why fighters every day you hit me with something. This sounds like you stayed at a holiday inn last night. What is that? It's hard to it's hard to hydrate your brain. It's I mean, even your body takes a day and a half after you cut. Your body takes a day and a half to fully, like you blow back up, get bloated, but you're actually, your muscles don't actually have the liquid inside of them. It takes a day and a half or so to do it, but your brain takes days, two or three days. And so that's what, that's why cutting is so dangerous. And that's why four ounce gloves knockouts happen all the time. If someone's cutting down in weight, it can be really costly. And it was costly for Nunes. So, I'm going to drink some water right now based on that. Yep. Absolutely. Hydration, hydration. Okay. Memphis minus two. We talked about it earlier. I'm taking the streak, betting the streak. We're betting our booking Memphis at home tonight on a back-to-back. I loved in book beating the sharp guys and all these, these promises and parallel things. I'm betting this for sure. We're, we're taking this one to the house until they lose, which by the way, Memphis got a little bit of a rough schedule coming up too. I think they play uh, Chicago or something coming up after this game. So we'll find out. The streak's going to end probably within the next three games. Doesn't end tonight. We're betting it. Warriors. I did not like what I saw. Clay is out of this game. Yes, he so is. So I bet this because Draymond's not playing. Yeah. Clay's not playing. And yeah. the Bulls got destroyed by Brooklyn in their last game. Yes. This number, I, I bet it at three last night. Has it climbed? Saying three and a half have popped, but uh, okay. not so much. Fandles, Fandles at three and a half right now. Betting or booking the Bulls at home against the Warriors on a back to back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, oh, man. I mean, people watch the show because we talk and we have disputing opinions sometimes. I don't like this one at all, but I'm going to book it. Why is this number so short? What am I missing here? This number should be four, five and a half, the minimum. 
I, I feel like I'm missing something. So I'm going to take the points, maybe get taken to the cleaners. I'm going to book it and wonder. Mm, I've got to wait and see how this one goes. I'll be busy okay. getting ready to go coach tonight, so I don't know how much of this game I'm going to watch live, but mm-hmm. I will probably watch the replay just to see because you're right. Something's wrong. I mean, we've talked about it, you know, at night, like, you know, because Pearl's been, in, you know, she kind of created that thread. And we <laughs> I, was, had, I was texting her last night saying, what's wrong with your boy? Yeah, she, was, like, she was panicked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, something don't look right. So we we, we no. got to see um, where they're at. We knew this road trip was coming. Um, they, they're they 0 2 on it. They may lose them all. Yeah. But I'm gonna they play. might. Yeah. Yeah. They might. All right. I'm like both minus three. So we always talk about shopping lines, right? Yep. So this morning I get up shopping around looking for first half KC against the Steelers. The only book in Vegas is stations casino here in Vegas. Yep. Which is across down the road from our, from where where I live. Yeah. I had to send Teresa to the book today. Oh, did you get the right ticket? I sent, I sent Teresa to the book to make the bet. Because my account digitally, I couldn't figure it out. And so I called the guy, called the helpline, and it was, I was running around, like I said, like crazy. And I'm like, I can't wait on hold and get this done. It's like, I just can't play with this today. So I'm like, Teresa, I wrote down the bet on a piece of paper, said she was going to do an errand for me anyway in in, in the area. I'm like, I need you to stop at Red Rock. I need you to go into where it's a kid's casino, go find the poker room, go behind the poker room, go to the window. Here's the ticket. Just hand them the money and hand them the ticket. If it's seven and a half, I don't want it. So do not take it at seven and a half, but this is seven minus 115. Bet this. Has she ever done that before? Nope. That was her first time ever making a bet at a counter. She had signed up for circuit the circa million before, so she's been on a counter okay. before. She had never been at a betting window to make an actual bet with real live money. Yeah, so she did that this morning. Betting or booking Chiefs minus seven against your right Steelers. Ticket. What do you mean? Did she do it correctly? I haven't seen the ticket yet. She just texted me and said I, I made the bet. Did so. she take a picture of it and send it to you? No, but I'll see it here in five minutes when we're done. Okay, all right. No, only because there's been stories. I've had this happen a lot of times. I've had, you know, the significant other, both male and female, come up and say, I'm betting this for my wife or for my husband, and I have this. And I'm like, all right, what do you have? You know, so you made it clear she didn't lay seven and a half. That's good. So that's that. That's where it starts. Um, They're the only one in town with seven. Minus 15. Just seven. No one ever at seven and a half. Yeah, but, seven. They, but they had seven minus 15. Yeah. So you, okay. So they juiced it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they're always slowest to move. I mean, that's just that that's fact. They just that their 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 business is a dream for parlays. Like, so they're we're worried about the parlays and the exposure. They got all them people putting in parlay cards in for decades. They've been going to these places, not the one by your house or the one by miles, they're newer, right. but Oh man, do we got to bet this or book this? I like the number. I'm going to book it. I'm going to book it. I'm going to think the Steelers are tied or within seven in the first half. half. At halftime. Not the, after everything you said, it, 
when we broke the game. Terrible the first. They're the worst team in the league. You said they were going to be down and then come back, backdoor cover. They're going to be down, you know, 17-13 or, or 14-10, something like that. They're going to keep this game close, I'm telling you. Mm. I don't like it. I don't like it. People, I mean, you know. I, one of the to best, seven first half lead. One, yeah, see, that's what's going to happen. I mean, that, that, that's what <laughs> happened. That's what happened. I mean, the first game, it can't be as bad as the first game. I watched it again last night. Three turnovers in the first. I mean, it blow up. It was terrible. And the Steelers have been the worst first half team in football. It could happen again. Sometimes these trends, you got to just keep betting. This would be the streak you should keep betting. This is the one that can't get away from being a book guy. I'm going to book it and hope that this is the time that they cover because it's the Steelers. Tampa minus two and a half under 52. Took that total back up to the original number. Taking the under. Tampa minus two and a half, yeah. minus 120. Same game teaser. There are so many times in a book where I would print a ticket and go, that's a winner. <laughs> like I would literally come out and I would say to the person, like, well, what beats you here? What beats you here is what I'm going to ask you right now. Outright. Eagles outright. The only, the only, the only way you're losing is the only total. Way. We've Tom done Brady's out in the out in the first game. That's we've it. done. We've we've done this so many times, and you're absolutely right. Where the total's not a question. I, I mean, biggest shock of the weekend is if thing goes over fifty two. <laughs> in that weather, yes, absolutely. <laughs> There's just no way that this is going over fifty two. So the only thing that beats you is the Philadelphia Eagles with Jalen Hurts go down and beat Tom Brady in a wild card round game in Tampa. When you say it out loud like that, can't be. It's got to be a winner. It's think we got to bet this. All right, DJ says Eagles will win. Okay. <laughs> I just I, I I would be stunned. Tom Brady losing at home. This would be Baltimore Ravens beating the Patriots in 2008 type stunning. Okay. Man, that was a hell of a game. I remember that one. Ray Rice first game of the first game, first oh. play of the game, 80 yard touchdown run. Everything that's, changed. That's this type of upset. Like Tampa losing at home to the Eagles, who I think stink out loud. Oh boy. Eagles don't belong in this. Yesterday was Buffalo. Today it's you think the Eagles the Eagles don't belong. The Eagles and the Steelers do not belong. Okay. The whole state of Pennsylvania, the whole state of Pennsylvania is not belonging in the playoffs. This is ridiculous. This is if I was Stephen A. Smith right now, I'd say this is blasphemous. What are Eagles you Eagles suck? What they suck? Yes, they will be exposed in this game. They're three point dogs today. Against the Who? Philadelphia 76ers, your Celtics. The Celtics suck. Yes. Celtics are garbage. What do you mean? Oh, you're you're picking Philly minus three and a half. Philly. I almost bet it myself. You should bet and beat bet and bead over his points, everything. And bead's gonna kill them tonight. Kill them tonight. See that at least now you're realistic. That's good. But I'm 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 not a moron. I'm I I I, 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 well, I can look at my teams. I can look at my teams and say my team stink. Celtics stink. They're they're in, in, in poorly coached. Why is this line only three? <laughs> it's got nothing to do with it's got nothing to do with the Eagles. They, they have nothing to do with the Eagles sucking. You can talk about Philly all you want. It has nothing to do with the Eagles being a bad football team. Nothing with nothing to do with it. They're in the playoffs. Congratulations out of a garbage division. The, the Steelers are in the playoffs. It's the same thing. That's not a garbage division. Some, someone's got to get in, so I guess they get in. Bengals and the Steelers, two teams from the AFC North, got in. One team belongs. We'll see on Sunday. 
Are we Dude, doing the Twitter see. spaces we'll on Sunday? Oh, do you want to? Let's do it for Steelers game. Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. Before we'll do it, we'll do a little, little four game recap and pre preview of the last game of the weekend on Sunday on the Boston versus the book Twitter account, by the way, for, for Twitter spaces. Uh, we disagree on this. I'm going under 48. You're going over, right? Over. I'm going under. I, I, I don't think the Raiders score. I think the Raiders offense is not good and outdoors, cold temperatures, Derek Carr, California kid, West Coast team, short week. I think it might be, I, I think a game could get ugly. I really do. I'm going to live bet this. I'll know this quick. And if, if this is, if the first drive for the Raiders, if they're not doing anything and it's quick and it looks like they're uncomfortable, I'm all over the Bengals live. Right. I'm just, I'm just waiting, you know, I'll bet seven, seven and a half, but I'll just wait. Cause th- this is the one game of the all weekend where I feel like it is completely set up for an absolute ass kicking. Right. Bengals to ass kick the Raiders out of Ohio. Badly. What what will you need to say? For me, it's mix and running. If they can run the ball, if they're clipping off five, six, seven yards a yeah. run early, short, you know, uh, second and third downs, it could get ugly. It could it's get pressure. Ugly. To, me, to me, it's all about the pressure. If they get pressure on Burrow with four with a four man rush, yeah, hard. It'll be difficult. If he's back there looking around, <laughs> oh, there's Jamar. Oh, there's T. Oh, there's Higgins. There's there's Tyler. Wish <laughs> tough deal. Clyde Edwards Hilaire will not play versus the Steelers. This just in. Don't like that. They're gonna cover. Don't like that. Remember what I've remember what I've said about his importance of that offense. You dismiss it. You poo-poo it. You just said no. Fun. Incredibly important. All the way around. You're wrong. I've been saying that for a long time. I can't remember what's some you, you're the one you're the one that said it doesn't matter. I said it. I've been saying it's mattering. I think it matters a lot for that that offense. They can't run the ball. Not good. They're swimming. Oh. Williams. Yeah. All right. I mean, yeah. All right. Two quick prop bets. Two oh. quick. We're, we're in lot. Two two quick prop bets. All right. Cor- correlating with the under for Bengals Raiders. Under Derek Carr, 249 half yards passing. Ooh. I have to book this one too. I'm going to hold true. Wow. You're booking it over on a prop. This is a first. I know, but I've never done that. This is the first mark this down. Dave Sherapin is booking an under an over on a prop. He likes, he likes the over in a prop. I do. I'm going to, uh, I'm like, I'm sticking to it. I'm going to, we're going to ride this all the way. The Bengals defense is overrated and that they're going to have success passing the ball. They may have one big play. Give us a chunk 60 yard pass. Longest pass play over. That's fine. Do that. But he goes under 240. He had 200 and he had a, what he had 200. He had in the first matchup, uh, Derek Carr had 215 in the first matchup in a blowout, passing the whole fourth, passing the whole fourth down, though the whole fourth quarter. They're passing. I only couldn't do nothing. And they can't, and they won't be doing nothing in the cold either in Cincinnati. And it's going to be so much fun on Sunday. <laughs> Finally, Damian Harris, anytime touchdown, plus 150. Yeah. Bet it. He's yeah. definitely scoring. If there's one guy in that game that I think is scoring, it's him. If he don't score. Shocker. Patriot Don. Patriots. If he don't score, you're going to have to turn off your notification. Yeah, Patriots are going to have a tough time if, if Damian Harris can't get in the end zone. I would, <laughs> I would, I would concur about that. So, all right. Before we wrap, famous thing, favorite thing about today. For me, two things. One, we got games tonight with the kids. We got games doubleheader tonight. Uh, it's going to be 
little chilly, but we're under the lights. We're wearing the home whites. I can't wait. So that's one. And two, after the show today, I got a phone call I got to make, and then I'm going to the flower store to well, buy. It's the Bella Flowers. It's an old school place down on Charleston, right by downtown. I know where it is. Yeah. It, I walk in. I pick the freshest arrangement, and I'm going right to my wife's work, and I'm delivering it, and I'm leaving. I'll write her a little note like it's a secret admirer. She don't know it's coming. An unexpected gift at an unexpected time. Her birthday's next week, but I know I'm going to sneak in a sneak attack tonight. Today, I'm going to go drop off a flower arrangement and see how that works Look out. Look at you. Look at you. So the anniversary is next week? No, her birthday. Her birthday's next week. Yeah. 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 See, I, I that's why I, I prefer the unannounced flower personally than the Valentine's Day anniversary requirement right. everybody knows it's coming that day i'm yeah. gonna do it in three three days and before. so all our friends yeah. in the workplace go wait what Aww, are you, you oh it is but yeah See, but you dropping it off though you expose if you have it delivered unknown i am so particular about stuff <laughs> i gotta go pick out the exact flower arrangement whatever they got i like the fret i don't I, i'm crazy smart. like that smart I want to pick the right thing out right colors smart. everything very cool. Uh, for me, I, I just can't believe that this is the last football weekend full. It stinks. It's a bummer, but it's our last full three days of, of Sunday, Monday, of Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We'll have Saturday, Sunday next week. But the fact that we don't, this is the first, the last wraparound, the last weekday football game until September. Very true. That stinks, but you get to enjoy it. Have some fun. <laughs> You know, uh, get football, food, you know, making some food. Have you decided what's on the menu on Saturday? I don't know as of yet because I want to make wings, but I feel like that's sacrilegious to make buffalo wings during a buffalo pizza. I was going to say that. I was so going to feel like that's a little bit. I can't. Wings, buffalo uh, wings. When by, the way, buffalo. Hey, but, but, by the way, look, look, can you see who's calling me? <laughs> the person who called you yesterday during the show. <laughs> Well, we're supposed to be over. We ran a little long today. He's supposed to be over. We're supposed to be done, done. So it's it's still funny. So, yeah. So that's about that. Uh, Guys, uh, do do me a favor. Subscribe if you can to our YouTube channel. Search props on YouTube. You can chat with us. Have a good time with us during the show live. Subscribe, rate, review on Apple. We are having record numbers every day of people listening and finding the show. Tell a friend. Subscribe, rate, review, and follow us at Boston versus the book because a live Twitter spaces conversation before the Steelers and the Chiefs game. We'll recap the four games from Saturday, Sunday, and preview the last game of Sunday. And then on Monday, we're back to to recap and a preview. Rams Cardinals coming up. He's Dave. I'm Matt. We'll talk to you on Monday. Have a great weekend.